We asked around and found out that the ranch was on the reservation way up in the foothills of the Wind River Mountains. We got directions and headed on up there, didn't even call or anything. My mom doesn't like phones any more than she likes unnecessary words. She says I talk more than enough for the two of us. We'd hardly turned off the highway and onto a rutted dirt road when we came to a sign. We jolted to a stop and read it. Tribal lands, absolutely no trespassing beyond this point. The small print said it was eastern Shoshone and northern Arapaho tribal land, and that you had to be a member of one of the tribes to go on. No hunting, no fishing, and a big, humongous fine for picking up artifacts. I got the feeling the sign meant what it said. What now, I moaned. This has to be the right road, unless we've been sent on a wild goose chase. From the looks of things, it sure could have been possible. The two-track road crooked over the hills toward the mountains. One ranch peered out of the hills on our right, but otherwise there was nothing but sage-covered hills stretching out till they butted into steep, rosy cliffs and high, snow-capped mountains. Junipers dotted the hillsides, and still leafless aspens and cottonwoods followed the curves of a creek. My heart gave a lurch. It looked strangely familiar. My mom shrugged and put the truck into four-wheel drive, passed the sign, and kept on going, dodging rocks and boulders, splashing through puddles, and lurching over shaky bridges that crossed and recrossed a wide, shallow creek until finally, after eight miles that felt like a hundred and eighty, we came to a pole gate with a sign that said, Far Canyon Ranch. We pried open the gate and headed for the shiny tin roof of a barn that stuck up behind some bare trees. We crossed another shaky bridge, and there by the barn, we came across a man. Are you the Mr. McLeod with the ad? my mom asked. The man had looked a bit startled to see us come rattling across his bridge, but he nodded and said, yes, ma'am. He was in the middle of doing something to his tractor, so he put his tools down and wiped his hands on a red cloth. Do you have any references? he asked politely. My mom shook her head. No, she said. I quit my last job. Mr. McLeod took off his gray, sweat-stained cowboy hat and scratched his dark, wavy hair and asked, Well, do you know how to irrigate? She didn't answer, just held out her hands, palms up for him to see. My mom has big hands with long, thin fingers and calluses and scratches all over from shoveling and doing all kinds of ranch work. Mr. McLeod put his own big calloused hands under hers and lifted them almost to his face so he could see them real close up. I thought maybe he was going to read her fortune he studied them so hard. Finally, he turned her hands over and looked just as carefully at the backs of them. No rings, no watch lots of scratches from barbed wire. By then, 
I knew she was thinking she'd have been better off saying some words, but it was too late. Yeah, he said, giving her back her hands. You do. And he looked into her eyes. I don't know if my mom would be considered pretty. Maybe not. She's kind of skinny, but real strong, and her arms have muscles that ripple almost like a man's. Although because it was spring and still cold, she had on her old navy blue coat with feathers sticking out all this way and that where it had been torn by barbed wire, so you couldn't really tell she had muscles. She doesn't do anything with her long, dark hair, so it's usually in her eyes. But she has eyes the color of a stormy sea. The kind of eyes that if you do look right into them, you might find yourself drowning. They take you down so deep.